Hello and welcome to the 551 Podcast. My name is Wes Berdine. I'm joined in the studio with Eric Silva Brenneman. How, how are you, man? I'm all right, brother. How are you? <laughs> it's uh, it's part archaeological uh, studio, part uh, we moved in three years ago and uh, never did anything with the basement. Um, I'm doing well, thank you. Your look, your look is, is I know is it's something. Uh, yep i uh, I um shaved my beard this weekend for the first time in nine years. Wow. Uh, the last time I did it. I shaved it and immediately grew it back because I realized <laughs> that? that I have a stupid looking face. <laughs> My wife literally, she was just like, um, what did she say? She was just like, how long will that take to grow back? And like, yeah, it was definitely, um, yeah, yeah, definitely very much obvious that there's no interest in this if uh, if there's no beer there. But you had a good reason. I did, you. yeah. So I, I I performed as Tucker Bone this weekend. At the, it was my birthday, and so I performed Happy as Tucker Bone. Thank that you. Was yesterday, right? Uh, yeah, yep. But I mean, and uh, I, Tucker Bone is the name of a Seattle Sounders player who was drafted this year. And literally the first second I saw him drafted, or I saw that name, I was like, oh my god, I'm going to perform drag as Tucker Bone. That is the perfect <laughs> drag name. True. Uh, we, I should I should introduce the other person on the line here who's just listening to us talk about it. Bone Alex Tucker. Alex Schieferdecker, how are you, man? I'm doing well. It's uh, almost about the peak, about 50 degrees here in Philadelphia. Uh, so I know that people in Minnesota are probably jealous, but uh, I'm enjoying it. So there's that. Well, uh, you know, we're jealous of, yeah, completely, but... Um, we're gonna get like two inch, two in, two inches of rain, so that's something on our end. Um, yeah, yeah, we will have Rodrigo real. joining us. Uh, I, I believe he's gonna show up late. Uh, you know, waltz in here. Um, but uh, you know, I, I should start off by saying this week's podcast is brought to you by Pence Homes, mm. a real estate group in the Twin Cities. It's it's run by a huge soccer fan, a friend of ours, uh, Nate Pence. So if you're looking to buy or sell houses in the Twin Cities, um, and if you have, a, you know, you should go to them. But if you have a card of wonder, they'll also donate two hundred uh, two hundred dollars to any charity of your choice. Um, so anyway, go check out pencehomes.com and Pence is spelled P-E-N-T-Z um, or find them on Twitter at Pence Homes or Facebook. I don't know how you find things on Facebook, but you know, however the hell you do that. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about them, but thank you for sponsoring us, uh, uh, Pence Homes. We don't have a catchy jingle, Pence Homes. No, I mean, <laughs> we do have basically like two musicians, a spoken yeah, word guy and an urban planner on we'll this podcast, so we can we can... Come up with something. Catchy. Uh, Rodrigo, you're here to join us? Get I out of my pence. Okay. I'm well, everywhere. I want to do over of the week, but I'm here. We are going to talk about uh, Minnesota United uh, are unbeaten. Way, please don't shave ever again. Thank you. Yeah, we already covered that part. Yep. Yeah, that was just the scariest. It's still the scariest thing. It's very intimidating right now. Yeah. Really? Like yeah. a weird young Uncle Fester is looking at you and you're like, like what, I, I, what feel like I, I'm, this I feel I feel like I'm like um <laughs> like I'm looking at a human size Q tip with glasses on it. Seriously. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Thank you. It's <laughs> yeah. really funny when I make fun of myself, not so funny when you do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are. We're going to talk about this. We've got Twitter questions. We've got. Uh, we've got some full Mingo alert that we'll yeah. talk about right after the break. I saw that. That was but, great. But um, let's uh, let's take a break so that we can uh, you know do the planning that we should have done. Uh, you know, if everyone showed up on time. 
right. is that meme about playoffs, right? Yeah. Planning. <laughs> Planning. I just can't see anybody, so I yeah, can't make fun of you can't guys. Make fun yeah. of All right, back on the 551 podcast, uh, we have now the full team assembled. Um, uh, let's let's start with this. Uh, um, meet the Mingos, March 21st, USA versus Ecuador. Um, I just announced it today that um, the full uh, forward Madison FC team will be there with their with their squad. They're in town for oh, the wow. next day. Okay. They're playing a um, a closed door scrimmage with uh, Minnesota United, and I knew that they were coming to town. And I was like, "Well, there's this USA game." I, I thought we'd get like Peter Wilt there, you know, like, hey, let's do an event. You guys sell some merch because I want to buy some merch. People want to buy merch. The, I think I think that it's not just us who are like going full. No, nah, man, they, they, there was an article. Legit, there was though. an article that came out, a national article. It basically said the coolest soccer kids in the United States yeah. are in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, and so who would have thought of that? Of all things, right? Yeah. Dope Madison as hell. to be able to have some. Really nice kits right from their inaugural season. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. I, I was. So they're going to be here. Um, and, and so I, once I started going back and forth, then they were like, well, can you can we just do the team meal there? And I was like, well, not with my food. <laughs> we were like, Heggie's pizza so all anyway, around. Yeah, Heggie's exactly. pizza all around. Yeah, are, are you fine with cheese curds? And uh, So anyway, but we're going to just get them catered. So we're going to cater their, food, their uh, team meal. They're nice. going to do that and then watch the game with us. Wait, are they going to pour beer? Uh, we won't. I don't think we'll. I mean, we might be able to get Connor Tobin to pour some That'd beer. Be nice. But that, that, you we'll should, see. You should get that happening. Um, but moral of the story <laughs> is uh, we'll be able to do an event there. We'll do a little bit of a live, semi-live like podcast where um, David Zeller from the Daves I Know and I are going to just kind of host and kind of interview some folks. And then the game. And it's really just like... Uh, you know they've got J.C. Banks, Banksy uh, from Minnesota United. Uh, they've got Connor Tobin from Minnesota United. They've got Neil Lavity, who is a pre-Minnesota United. He was just an NSC Minnesota star. Um, he's their assistant coach. Um, Daryl Shore, who we beat to win uh, the cup in 2011, will be there. He's their coach. Uh, I'm they've probably... got an honest to goodness Minnesota United player. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, yeah, they've got me. right. They've got um uh shit. I didn't. I didn't have Ali, it in my notes. Al Ali, Ali oh, Nig- right. Niganzi, yeah. Uh, and, and I have not yeah, heard if the Loney. I, I think the Loney players might probably be like exempted because they're like in their own hometown and they might get to hang out with their family or friends. But um, <laughs> I've not heard that. Um, but anyway, it's going to be awesome. So it's it's March twenty first. It's a Thursday night, uh, six o'clock to ten o'clock. The game is at seven, but we'll do a bunch of stuff before, and I'm excited. Um, so that's my plug there um, slash announcement. I don't know if we want to go to any MLS uh, around the league. I do want to bring up Atlanta of course tying do. with Cincinnati. Oh, MLS right now? Okay. Yeah, just the, I'll throw around to anyone who wants to. I know you yeah. probably have uh, 14 minutes of whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Get that in there. Zing. <laughs> that was really lame. Atlanta won. I know it was bad. FC Cincinnati won. Uh, FC Cincinnati printed T-shirt celebrating their first point, yeah. which is like I heard it was a, it local, really? a local uh, T-shirt company. Okay, all right, that, it that wasn't them. Okay, it's still it's a little bit like like celebrating the first time you 
got the second base or something. I mean, I good on him. Wait, you celebrated that? I good on I, him. I go made t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I got the second base. I got the second base. And I got this t-shirt. I mean, with that face, the way he looks now. Oh, <laughs> I had to get mine in. I had to get mine in. Leave it. Leave it. I'm sad. And I look like a weirdo. I get it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. So anyway, um, but Atlanta are in yeah. Pure meltdown. That's what I say for them to go to Atlanta. They've and they've, take that. Point. They've now lost four of the five games they've played. You know, three of them have obviously been been in uh, Concacaf Champions League, and you know, one of them was away at Monterey, which of course you're going to lose. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't lose three nothing. Yeah, but, but like, uh, and losing to it was Seattle, right? No, Seattle was Cincinnati. Who they? Oh, DC. Two nothing. Um, it is beautiful to watch. I don't know if any of you watched this game. I saw yeah, highlights. I, um, I mean, I, I remember podcasts ago, episodes ago, there was a certain person that that was really excited to see a certain Argentinian play for Atlanta. And I forget <laughs> who that was. And, 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 and like how much of an impact they may be in this game. And I right. just, That's fair. Yeah. I, 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 I don't even know. I don't even know who that. I mean, Joseph had to did he just actually took- briefly. I thought like, wait, was it me? <laughs> no, I'm not, I wasn't. No, Eric. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, guilty. I, I what what's beautiful for me is that we've all made fun of how Atlanta fans are so spoiled. Frank DeBoer actually said that they were spoiled. Yeah, he did after the game, which is not <laughs> which, the thing which that went over wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> but like you know, I, I mean, it, it. I've like made fun of them as the like kid with the uh, sweater around his neck driving his dad's Porsche because he calls it Porsche and like uh, you know and like all of a sudden the Porsche breaks down and he's like dad dad Frank DeBoer out <laughs> uh, so it is like beautiful to watch like you like there's other teams out there LAFC and all those fans they seem cool right yeah, they seem cool and they're having a but hell of a start but that's because I think a lot of them are, are, are former Chivas USA fans maybe some of them <clears> are and I have like a respect for I, I only respect fan bases that understand pain right well, well they're down with our Christian <laughs> alliance too that's the other thing Christian Ramirez I, mean. I was like wait wait wait, wait, wait. I was like gonna that. say wait wait Christian Ramirez we have a weekly whoa, prayer whoa. group with the LAFC <laughs> whoa we, we, we really now, really now wait for the ground. sponsorships to come flowing in baby yeah. <laughs> yeah this week brought to you by Christian date what's the Christian there's J date and then there's like Christian <laughs> Christian, Christian singles only, Christian singles Christian yeah. singles brought to you by Christian singles <laughs> meet your Ramirez let, yeah. Ramirez yes yeah yeah no anyway I just I love it I don't know if there's anything more in Oh, someone does have a question. Sorry. Chris well, Scheid. Can I just say about Frank yeah. DeBoer? Which yeah. is, it's like, I'm sure Atlanta United's front office knew this, but I think a lot of fans didn't, which is that it, Frank DeBoer, yes, he was the coach of Ajax. Yes, he was very successful. But his Ajax teams were not like total football. They were, they were like, he's like the Jose Mourinho of like Dutch coaching. Hmm. Like, he very defensive. They always led the league in in defense, never in attack. They never had a star striker. And when they did have a star striker in Milik, or I don't know if that's pronounced correctly, but they they he like didn't want to play him. So Ajax fans were like kind of really happy to see De Boer leave and Peter Bosch come in, and then De Boer went and failed at Inter and then failed at Crystal Palace. And now he's working his terrible magic with Atlanta United. It's just funny to me that at this time that Dutch soccer was at its like 30-year 
nadir like Atlanta United would be like, oh yeah, we want a coach from that period. Like, <laughs> we should also we, see, we want someone who managed the Dutch when they were real bad. Yeah, I was just gonna say, as much as Atlanta have been shitting the bed lately, credit due to Cincinnati though too, because I mean they started terribly, yeah, and somehow kept getting progressively better and more confident. Got the goal, held, you know, without any kind of uh, conceding anything and actually getting that tie. So I mean. Yes, good, good on Cincinnati. Yeah, they that, got they, that, that goal was it was, was that just, it was, pass was gorgeous. That pass was just pinpoint splitting Beautiful. defenders. I don't know who the defender of of, uh, of Atlanta was, or was it a? a they went past Parker, so Kenny Schaaf because he just the jogged the whole way and just like left him wide open, and uh, that was it. It was Schaaf yeah. that, that assisted on that yeah, pass. Yeah, oh, Schaaf was that, that was, was his that first was game. Ridiculous, pass, so. ridiculous. Yeah, they they. Um, Cincinnati are going to be bad this year, so it's great. I mean, good for them. This week is their their home opener, and like, great. I'm ex- really excited for those fans. They um, uh, they got you know the same thing as us. You know, we had some great brief- <laughs> more points than we did. No, that first we no, no we beat well, we beat Atlanta away that year. No, I'm so. saying at the beginning though, first yeah, yeah. two. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like they like yeah. I mean, it's helpful to have like destructive pain in your life, and so. You know, I I respect fan fan bases that that value that. There's some <laughs> some fan bases out there that uh that uh you know they they've got the silver spoons. Um, <clears throat> but Chris Scheid says, what kind of wine goes well with Atlanta's early season results? I I don't have a clever answer because B L McGar says um has a better answer. Marsala tastes like tobacco and tamarind with a high alcohol content and pairs well with asparagus. <laughs> wow, <laughs> so that's detailed. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, Should we just leave that alone now? I yeah, can't beat that. yeah. You know, yeah, that you, you win. Uh, any so um, any anyone else uh, want to, to want to have any other MLS around the or globe? Any anything else you want to bring up, Alex? Or I know you. I'll do, let Alex you? go first. He doesn't have any. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's like sleep. I, this is Alex. I am not asleep. Uh, I I I just am still like morally offended by the penalty that we all saw Lake were given against Vancouver. It was like, it was a penalty. Corey Baird won it with a really flagrant dive. Yeah. And Jake Nerwinski, the guy who kicked Francisco Calvo on the balls a week ago was the guy who conceded it. And yes, he's a bit clumsy, but he didn't touch Baird at all. And they did VAR on this. They did. They had VAR in it, and they gave the penalty. I, it, it was like, and no one, to my knowledge, has been able to unearth any kind of alternate angle that showed actual contact before Baird started falling to the ground. It yeah. was, and and that was the decisive factor because the game ended one zero to RSL. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm aggrieved on behalf of my guy Mark Dos Santos and the Vancouver Whitecaps. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know. LAFC has just been on a tear, yeah. And, and they beat at they beat SKC and then they beat Portland. Yeah, four to one, four to one. Yeah, yeah. And by the time it was four to one, then Diego Chara did the dumbest thing I ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, yeah. So so let's yeah. Diego Chara is um who did he? Oh, it was Diego Rossi. He's chasing D- Diego Rossi and he flicks him in the ear. Right. It's like right on a fifth grade playground. <laughs> and and right? did he did he get a? Second yellow or straight red? No, it was the second, second yellow. yellow. Okay, all right. Got a yellow Which before. makes a bit more sense. It was definitely not a straight red, but he does... I mean, it's really crazy in that, like, he doesn't do that much, but 
And you it, know, Argentinians like to dive, so yeah. that was just perfect. And Diego Rossi took an amazing dive. Right. I mean, it was, it was just like, like a swan ballet. It was jump into suited and just kind of flaying like, back. Yeah, you know, was, like keeping, yeah. you know, one of those really dramatic. Someone getting shot in the middle, jumping, or like when, yeah. like, no, was it Bambi when Bambi's mom got shot? Right, dude. Why are you going there, man? That's Jeez. that's traumatic. That's dude. really hey, hey, damn. dark, hey. dark. Child, dark, child, okay. child, Let's bring it child. back, Christian. Uh, the other, yeah, the Christian, real Christian, Christian, the only Christian we care about. Christian, <laughs> Christian Fellowship Ramirez uh, um, uh, scored <laughs> a goal. One. His goal was the was fellowship. was totally uh, you know one one of his you know he's got two kinds. One is just the uh, the garbage goal, taking out the trash, and the others are the the beautiful ones. This on, was on the bum. This was uh, yeah. This was a a. Um, uh, St. Paul uh, city managed uh, tra- uh, trash collection. It, it went uh, in, Buttocks. but it goes in. Yeah, good for him. Um, yeah, they they destroyed uh, Portland, and they are you know they won't be invincible. Um, they'll have five one losses like against la- us last year. That right, type but of stuff. I mean, the, but they the, will. They'll... It all depends. It all functions around Vela. That's pretty much the way yeah. it is. Man, he... the way you get him involved, the more you get him to touch the ball, and the more you get him into making plays. The the easier it is. I mean, uh, both of their forwards scored, right? Right. Diamande, I mean, yeah. And so, like right now, they're like you know Christian and Diamande. They they scored, and they were, and you know, they were just exactly similar similar goals. And then just their passing to start out the play, yeah. just just passing that ball. And I mean, they look. And then you have you know they have, they have you know have a solid defense. For yeah, once. Walker Zimmerman. Walker they, Zimmerman's they, there. So. They still they're and, really spooky. And they still probably have another season where you know they could take if they don't win this year right because winning kind of screws things up because it triggers all these bonuses and you might have to get rid of a couple players but if they don't win this year they could Wait, do there's a chance we can get christian back no they could no yes they could <laughs> fill in one or two spots there and be become it's very that team you can look at it and think like oh if they if they just slightly upgraded on two or three spots they could Destroy and they have you know they have Mark Anthony K back you know hopefully right, he'll stay right and then he, fit he had a, they have he had Lee Win we haven't even talked about Lee Win is in right. midfield yeah. for them like yeah. the... if Carlos Vela goes out for a period they still have K and Win and Atuesta that's the and one I was thinking about Diomande yeah. Ramirez Rossi I mean, I mean it's that's, crazy that's that a team. pretty he's pretty a young too right? right I mean young young Colombian people guy. talk about but, how but K's goal was like one of the most beautiful headers I've seen in at least a long time I mean it was. Square to the second post, it was. I don't know. I mean, that was a Vela free kick. No, it was a Vela corner kick. So, I mean, but but people talk about how Atlanta like certainly changed the game as an expansion team, and they definitely did. But I think LFC came in and did it, did, did a similar thing without splashing as much, but um, but just did it in a way that it was just like they have you know a spoil of riches. Is that the expression? I'm blanking, sure. but like um, the fact that you've got Diamande, and we talked last week, I think about like how much money Ramirez is making, how much money Diamande is making. You've got two high-paid strikers, right? And we were we everyone's like, oh, we're uh, Angela Merkel's making too much money for us, but it's like no, like <laughs> Angelo is like is like uh, it's fine to have a player like that who's making a lot of money as long as you've done your squad right. And LAFC has as long as he scores, so, so, <laughs> right. or, or right. does a role. I don't think he necessarily needs to score. He needs to do a role. He definitely yeah, needs Christian to score. Yeah, and Diomande are going to be scoring back and forth all year. That's yeah. going to be a fun yeah. battle to watch. That's true. No yes. Doubt. So let, let's let's um uh any any other you had one other MLS game you wanted to briefly mention, Rodrigo? 
Oh, I just wanted to mention that uh, I am oh. totally on board on the uh, Rui Diaz Golden Boot Watch because that's just going to happen. So. <laughs> he so. scored a, a banger. Yeah, he's super he's out goal. There. I mean, he's he scored two. So Seattle's yeah. looking like a like a, another an, a Seattle and LAFC. Those Look, are the two I mean, ones that I see. Two games in, I know, and like seriously, last year, first five games, New England Revolution looked like. World beaters, and, and then, where are so they yeah, now? Yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, they're... so so like they're, I'm always like, anytime I'm excited about something, I'm like, uh, yeah, there's like 32 more friggin' games. But let's um let's take a break, and we'll come back, and it's Minnesota United FC time. Okay, here we go. Minnesota United FC time. This is the 55-1 podcast. I'm Wes. But um, before we get started, I want to I want to plug our friends who are uh, who are sponsoring the show. Rodrigo, you recently bought a house, right? Last year. Yes, I did. How was that? How did that process go for you? It was actually you, a pretty good process. You had a re- good realtor. Yes, we did. Yes, and we did. like, you found that like having competent people who like help you walk through this crazy because it's the first house you bought, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, like having competent people helping you through that process. Well, you know what? Like, Actually, it's Nubia's house. I just pay rent. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's cool. She's gonna love. So, that. oh, she does love that because she's the she's the one that has, she's, she's the one that's on the loan. I nice. just I'm I'm not. I just literally pay rent, right? And do all the other odd jobs and things. You know, like you know, like shovel and stuff. Cool. Thank so. you. This is a sponsorship <laughs> section. <laughs> so throwing derailed once again. Script, script, so um, we also are sponsored by a divorce lawyer. <laughs> uh, no, but I, so what I want to say about our, our friends at Pence Homes are, are sponsoring us. Nate Pence is a great realtor, um, uh, works a lot in Midway. Uh, um, Alex, you wanted to point out that there is, he's already selling a house in Midway. At sixteen forty six, like a mile away from uh, yeah. Allianz Field, um, and right now they are so for the next few weeks they're sponsoring us because they're running a special. Um, they uh, they're trying to basically get people to buy or sell their houses. I think they love it when people sell their houses. I think that's better for realtors or something. So if you're like, hey, I'd maybe I want to sell my place. It doesn't have to be in Midway because he lives in North and they work all around the Twin Cities. But really, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Pence Homes with uh, Keller Williams, Harvey so they're, they're Keller Williams team. They're having they have a home opener package that they're giving away. So basically, on March twenty eighth, you will call a certain number six. Well, which which will I won't read now because it's two weeks away. March twenty eighth, you'll call Pence Homes, and you'll be able to find this on their social media accounts, on our social media accounts, um, and nominate a soccer fan in your life to win this package. It's like a $30 lift credit. It's a gift card to Groundswell, which is the great Midway um, uh, uh, coffee shop. It's uh, $100 in Minnesota United FC swag. It's two tickets to the game in row eight, section 11. Damn. Dang. Wow, oh, Pence I need home. To, actually, you know what? Maybe they just sponsor us in good se- seats. Don't give us money for <laughs> microphones. And then uh, and then a gift card to Blackheart of St. Paul, which is a bar I've heard. Um, anyway, so on March 28th, so I, for the next two weeks, uh, and then the third week, we'll finally give you the numbers. But for, have this in your brains. Pence Homes, March 28th. And um, go check them out. Follow them on Twitter at Pence Homes. Go to PenceHomes.com, P-E-N-T-Z. 
and then fi- follow them on on Facebook and uh, and then get your friends to do this. It's pretty awesome, and you can like get your like uncle who's like I don't know, but you can get him to sell his house. That's how he talks. Your uncle, sure. like, I don't know. Maybe I'll sell my house. Um, that's how my uncles <laughs> talk. Okay, oh, that's right, Texas, right? That's yeah. right, that's right. That's yeah, right, that's right. I don't, none of them are Texans. Anyway, thank you for Pence Homes, uh, our partners who are sponsoring us. Let's talk about Minnesota United <laughs> FC. Uh, Minnesota United 3, San Jose 0. Um, I, we don't do predictions on this show, so we don't, you know, we didn't really like throw out what well, we thought. We, we tried both predictions once, I and mean, then just me, me and Eric were just very good. I don't think we just stopped doing that. Yeah. But I don't think any of us were imagining a 3 nothing win, especially the nothing part. Nope. You know, I, I imagine <laughs> like 2 1 wins. I predicted usually. a win, but definitely not a sh- uh, clean sheet. But, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw to you guys a lot on this. I you know we had the the game at at the bar uh, and it was a lot of fun, but like a lot of times I get kind of distracted and I only got to rewatch half the game. Um, first half though, uh, Minnesota United had the better chances, right? And, and you know, so uh, many chances. No, it wanna... was the the ninth minute I think was that first one where just. Uh... I can't remember who ended up feeding the feeding Romario. Who who was that? Metanier that sent that first one. Metanier. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like a one like a oh, great pass. That should have been the goal for sure. There should have been a few of those because then it happens later on where it's the it's the uh, Romario and Darwin combo that take two shots right at the yeah. right at the keeper. The first one was right at the keeper. But the, the Darwin follow up on that one that was a great save. It was he he, he was played he played really well that that keeper in that first half. I mean he basically yeah. da- essentially kept them in the game. Daniel Daniel Vega, Vega. Alex who we, uh, yeah. we just last week we were disparaging as a mediocre NASL keeper and he, he had a great game there. Lights, well, first well, half for it sure helped because we took a lot of shots like directly at him, mm-hmm. which is not. What you're supposed to do, I think. There were yeah. astute, so astute anal- uh, analysis. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, there were four right. great opportunities. There was that early Romario chance, which yep. he shot like straight into his chest. There was the double chance, which counts as one opportunity, where Romario again shot it straight at Vega, and then Cantero uh, forced a much better save. There was the Calvo chance, right? That was a good save as well, breaking in on the left, and Calvo shot it straight at Vega's plant leg. Just like okay, you know, at least still, okay. trying to keep it low, trying to hit the corner, but the dude's there. And then Jan Gregus had a great chance on a late run and just did not. I think he was trying to sort of pass it into the corner, and he kind of got it a little wrong and hit it to the side. All we, four of those could have been goals. Those we were, we like, still didn't get chances. our um, Grey Goose uh, case delivery at the bar yet, so we had <laughs> we only had one bottle of, of Grey Goose. So I was literally standing next to someone like, "Oh God, don't let him score! We can't <laughs> do our special <laughs> he yet." Was shooting. Every time he had the ball, I was screaming, "Shoot!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he, yeah, later we'll talk about the later later at last goal, but um, yeah. it, but Minnesota was on the ascendancy, uh, had these great chances. And I kept thinking, oh, they're going to pay for this. Like, this is going to be the, – the San Jose is going to come out of the gates and, like, <clears throat> score, and then we're going to be, like, oh, freaking out in the second half. Well, I mean, the other thing, too, is just that we we, we were just – I don't know. I mean, we were just pressing high. Like, um, um, if you if you looked at a left back and a right back, they were pushing all the way up, yep. and, like, Kyle wasn't coming back, so then Ozzy was dropping in there, and it was just like, let's just go all out. And I think one of the problems that I saw with Romario was that in that first one, 
he would have just taken him one more touch. He would have just gone around the do. goalie exactly. instead of shooting it. Exactly. And then, um, and other opportunities where he got the ball, he just <clears throat> had all this open space in front of him, and he wouldn't he wouldn't dribble at the defenders. He would just look and then try to touch a pass at it. And I'm like. At one point, I wanted him to be selfish, and I never really wanted yeah. anything. Like that's one of the last things I wanted to be. I don't want to be selfish, but he should have taken more chances at dribbling at defenders. Something that Darwin does, uh, uh, and and to be able at least to draw someone out and create a passing opportunity or shoot. You know, you can you can definitely see that he's playing out of position, but I thought I thought he was just a killer in the first half. I mean. It, and and I had the same thought as you, Wes, that we were going to regret burning all those chances because San Jose in the first half just had acres of space behind their defense. It was it was awful looking. I mean, you know, for them, for us, it was great. I thought, you know, we're they're going to go into halftime and they're going to fix that, and that space is not going to be open in the second half. But at least in the first half, I was thinking that Romario was doing a great job at making the kind of runs that, that, you know, in the, in the week one against Vancouver, we were, I, you know, I, for one was like, why I need Romario to make these kind of Joseph Martinez esque diagonal runs behind the defense. He wasn't doing that in the first game, but in the second game, he made a ton of those runs and they were almost always really effective, even if he didn't get the ball. Yeah. So in, in, Wando also had a great chance in that first half, and we were a little bit lucky because he hit hit the the post. And uh, I'm just glad he played uh, like that 2014 World Cup game. Yeah, you said you said that, and it hurt my feelings. Then I I I love Wando. I have like great respect for him because I I think that he's he's just this striker who like he's so good at what he does, um, like a, per, a particular part of the game. And like he worked his way up from being like ignored by everyone, and then got finally got respect. And he he's been unfairly maligned about that miss. And it, but this game, it was like he should have had two or three goals. He had great movement, and he just even at his age, he like makes that quick run, and he beats these younger center backs just really quickly. And I, uh, you know, we were a bit lucky, but yeah, there are a couple moments like that that I remember. I. I the times are escaping me. And one was in the first half, one was in the second half. Yeah, yeah. Where, you know, the it was ping-ponging around yeah. and, and then in the defense. And I was thinking about, you know, last year and the year before. Um, for sure, that would have squirted out to one of the forwards or somebody when it yeah. got on the back of the net. But to see the calm, I suppose, is what it was between the defenders and, and the midfield now where they were able to get the ball – relax instead of just booting it to clear it they knew yeah. somebody was going to be there open to pass to to then get it out and it's just in a calm collected way that we hadn't really seen before so second half starts with the pk right miguel uh uh gets the pk gets there's the the handball yeah. that that is Hand, a var elbow, whatever it's a it's oh yeah yeah it's like shoulder but shoulder, definitely the yeah. arm shoulder yeah, not A-A-A-A-A-A. yeah um and did we get v- it was VAR last week too, right? Like sure was. We're getting two VAR, two VAR. Uh, in our favor, um, but uh, they were very obvious. Yeah, both like, were were I clear. Don't feel guilty PKs, at all. Yeah. No, right. They were clear. Um, and then Darwin puts it away. Great PK. And then does five, the worm? Does yeah, <laughs> it's a very weird version <laughs> yeah. of the worm. 
A little, a little more sexual worm. But, but then five minutes later on the counter, it's Darwin just driving up the center oh, God, this and, uh, and drawing attention to himself, to leaving it off to, to Miguel. And then Miguel takes it, does that amazing pullback. Yeah, behind the back. And then, nice yeah, behind, back. yeah, behind the back and then takes it with his left foot. Oh my God. Lindo I Gimais. live for Golasus. that stuff. And I, you know, it's kind of like a Beckenbauer. Like, I yeah. like um, drunkenly tweeted at the end of the night just like how much I love cheering for Miguel. And I like, I'll soberly say that as well. Like, I just freaking love when that guy's good. Yeah. He's just such a nice right. guy. And he's our guy. You know, he. Right. And he hit that with his left. Yes. His left. And he's so good. Yeah. Um, Which Christopher Ramirez recognized. I was like, that was such a nice hit with his left. I was like, boom. <laughs> yeah. What's that, Alex? Well, what I think about Miguel, I mean, I kept thinking in that first half as Romario and Francisco were, and you know, were shooting it into Daniel Vega and Gregus was was hitting it wide. I kept thinking, we need to get Miguel on one of these chances because he is. I, I want to see what his what his actual what percentage of his shots are on target and what percentage of his shots go in because I always think that when he shoots, it's almost always a really good opportunity. He's not a player who just takes all kinds of wild shots. He, when he shoots, it's accurate and it's a, he's open. Yeah. He, I mean, he and, and Darwin, I, mean, I think Darwin's a little bit better at this are, are fantastic finishers. Um, but yeah, probably well, because more. probably because Miguel yeah, Miguel Miguel shoots. like unle- takes his chance when he knows he can yeah. score. But and it would have been a great goal just with that that left footed shot. But man, to have that little yeah, the little Galactico behind the back thing yeah. was just ridiculous. yeah, that cup was just perfect. ridiculous. And uh, and uh, Metanier, Calvo, and who were the three on Team of the Week? And Quintero was it Calvo though? No, I think it was just Metania. We had three. Quintero, we had three. Ozzy oh, made the bench. Ozzy was the bench. Yeah, that's, that's right. Um, that's probably fair. But I thought Miguel was was superb uh, as well. I mean, but the, the I don't know. Part of it is just like so happy that like <laughs> look again. We did it last week where I asked you who was the worst player. Right, we could do that again now. Who was the worst player on this team this week? Oh. It was Michael Boxall because he almost gifted Wanda two yeah, goals. Okay. <laughs> Other than that, <laughs> Other than that, though, that's fair. I, mean, I think Boxall. Yeah. Uh, and and I thought um, Gregus looked a little bit better. He's still. I think. I think. You know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping he stays at this level and not like crap. It doesn't you, you know go, go worse because yeah. like I think by June. A guy like that who, you know, the center, center of the midfield, you've got to do a lot of figuring out the pace there, right? I mean, I guess every every position, but you got to figure out the league and how it works. And um, there's going to be real tests for that central midfield that we have not had, right? right? Like I keep making this point too, but he's playing so much further back than I think anyone expected mm-hmm. him to play. He and Ozzy are playing really defensively. Oh, yeah. Oz, Ozzy will go back to the... You know, as far the fullbacks will pull yeah. up, and he'll basically take the yeah. fullback. <laughs> yeah, 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 or, or drop it, drop beneath. We've got a yeah. question in the Twitter questions. We'll talk about that that part of the tactics, but um, I'll, we'll get to the fi- third goal, which is Gregush takes a, a free kick, and uh, he's been fantastic on his free kicks. You know that. Yeah, I mean, set pieces with him. His, his probably, corners yeah. are getting into a good place. You know, I, I think that that they the team should definitely be practicing defending and scoring on free kicks this year because they have they finally have the the tools to do it right here's the thing though 
the tallest guy on the team is taking the free kicks. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Slenderman is does look like a good option, but he's very Just good saying. at taking it. Um, Plus, we sent Boxel up there, right? On a free kick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Boxel is big. Apar is big, right? I mean, yes, you're right. You only sent one of those, though, right? Um, so anyway, but it's a yeah. Harold Cummings it it, own goal. It worked this time. Um, again, I was very thankful that uh, it wasn't a Gregoosh goal. Was he trying to head it out? I, I can't. I couldn't figure out what he was trying to I do. I think he or was just, just trying to move into it, yeah. and then just like his momentum took it into okay. the ball. I don't know. Um, we've we've so, had two own goals in these last two games. Also, too, yeah, so, wild. Yeah, yeah, PKs and, and own, own goals. goals and, I mean, seems to be the theme for these these. These, yeah, these I mean, games. you take them how you That's how they right. come. So, uh, so we asked yeah. about you the, can't expect PKs and own goals every week. Yeah, so. but um, w- was was Vito really tested? I remember one distinct moment where he had a really good, uh, or I would say a, a pretty good save. But Vito, one nice save, and then he just had sure hands yeah. the entire match. He came out a lot more Didn't this bobble game. Anything. He had that big punch. I, I definitely remember a couple, a couple times where, out there, yeah, where yeah. maybe that was you know we talked about last week. Maybe he could have come out a bit more. And, you know, again, talking about needing to gauge the speed of the league. What what do these guys do on, on these set pieces? When do I have to come out? A lot of that stuff is is great. I mean, we're seeing San Jose adapt to a new system with uh, Matias Almeida's team. We saw um, Mark Dos Santos' team where it's like 30 new players. We are, were extremely lucky on those two teams because we're, we've got five new players uh, starting. Um so we we're fitting in, and so the fact that like okay, we can get these these wins, and we weren't just scraping by the wins, good wins uh, on the road. That's good. Now we will have tests in the future, and we'll talk about the the tests coming up. Your but, future. But um, I, I guess before I before I move to that though, um, a, a, anyone else stand out? We didn't talk about Ozzy much this game, but um, I think this whole season we're going to take for granted how fundamental spectacular we all this team everyone knew the the team knew they needed that yeah. that thing they thought they got sam sam only played half a season for us um we should actually say he 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 did kind of we did we talk about him leaving the team then buying him out i don't think so anyway pouring out for sam thanks sam yeah no that sucks was, to have your career kind of end in, yeah, in that crappy way. He was hopefully way. looking for was it game three hundred or was it? Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. But like, and Andy Greeter wrote that article yeah, about him. Very and good I, article. And by it Andy. looked like he was going to quote him, and I was like looking for it, but he didn't interview Sam for it, which like made me really sad because like I'm sure I know Andy would have tried to interview him, and that meant Sam did not want to talk, and yeah. that that made me sadder, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, your it, career it, that way, yeah, it just sucks. You don't want to, yeah. but. Hopefully he'll find some sort of uh, either assistant coaching job or just, just working up somewhere in one of the. He's a smart offices. dude. Yeah. Do whatever he wants. Yeah. Um. So let me let me go back to this to just say you know we'll take Ozzy for granted a lot this season. Um. Alex, let me let me throw to you then. Who who was uh, who stood out for you that that you want to kind of recognize who we we haven't already? Well, I already talked about Romario's runs, but I thought they were really improved, and I thought that he made a continued case to keep starting, especially because Angelo came in and didn't didn't have anywhere near the opportunities that, that Romario had. Um, you know, I thought that... I, I just love the fact that I don't... I'm never concerned really about Vito dropping the ball or um, or flapping it across and, and not getting it or, um, or, you know, just 
bobbling anything. I mean, he's been incredibly sure-handed in, in the past two games. Um, and and I, I did think that Gregish had a, a, a superior game. He had a, he had a really good run early. It was impressive. He was selective about his times to push forward. But when he did, it was effective. And uh, on MLS Soccer, Matt Doyle had a piece about how Ozzy's Ozzy's now playing more as like a shielding number six and mm-hmm. less a, a, as sort of a ball-seeking missile in midfield. Yeah. And that's leaving Gregush with a lot more responsibility in tracking down the ball. And I thought he's been good at it. I, I, I think that, I, I, I don't know, I, there's going to be, I think we're going to be talking about what his what he offers for a while because he's not quite playing the way that we expected. Um, but I think he's done quite well so far. You can see that that's why they went for Sam Cronin rather than Dax McCarty previously. Like that, that mm-hmm. apparently is the, the way they wanted to get a defensive midfielder. And I, I think that there were actually other targets before uh, Ozzy that, that they, they weren't able to pull in, but like they, they, that's the, the style they wanted to play. And I guess I, I want to go to Adrian Heath's comments after the game where he said, like, I've always known what I've been doing, but in the previous, uh, years, there's nine to 10, you know, nine out of 10 teams are just, they have much better squads. And so we're not able to do this. And, and, and so I wonder like, you know, are, are we able to do some revisionist history and think back there and, or like, is that, is that a fair assessment of previous years or, or, or what? I, I, I mean, he still sounds like a dick, I think is my main thing. <laughs> he fucking does. He sounds like an asshole. <laughs> um, Alex, your version? Well, I made the, I made the point in, in the article that I wrote this week, but um, I think that, you know, in, in Minnesota's opening season and in the second season, um, I don't think that fans were deluded. I think that we we knew that we didn't have a great team. And I think that we were looking for value at. I think we were looking for um, improvement on the team that we had. You know, we knew we weren't Atlanta. But, you know, the Colorado Rapids almost won the Supporter Shield with a team that was basically just as bad. But they were organized. They had a, you know, a very defensive philosophy. Um and they won a lot of games. And it would be one thing if he said, you know, we just don't want to play that way. We want to entertain the fans. That's that's a perspective. But I think that we can we can say that relative to the team that they had, they didn't always perform up to the level that they should have, especially last year. When, you know, they, they had Darwin Quintero and they they um, had a whole offseason to figure out the defensive issues and they ended up scoring just as many goals basically and, and conceding just as many goals as they had the year before. Yeah. I think that you can criticize that. That's what I, I mean. You can criticize finding a Harrison Heath. Yeah. Just, just a Mickey Mouse move. I, I mean, I, I think that you yeah. can criticize the fact that it's taken two years for Heath to, you know, or like a year, a year and a half to understand what Miguel Ibarra offers. I think that these are legitimate criticisms Yeah, and we can also, knowledge that the roster wasn't good enough but that doesn't you know it doesn't absolve everything i think rhetorically i'm always i'm always thinking as well like you know we i'm all you know we've many time on this podcast talked about how annoyed we are with how the coaches and sometimes players like approach these things where it's it's this very defensive thing where it's like 
you know, you should be criticized, right? Like you, you didn't get better last year and you should own some of that. And then also, you know, be sure, certainly be sure of yourself, right? In order to be these guys. And this is why I don't understand what they do. They're great. And they just have to be criticized all the time. But like, I th- let me, let me like liken it to my world where it's like, I took over a gay bar, right? And like the idea of a white straight cis man taking over a gay bar, I knew would, would blow up, Right people would freak out and they did like lots of the gay community flipped out on me and like had no idea who I was. And like online, it was just like, don't go to these places. And it was like, to me, completely fair, right? Like, absolutely. And I can, I could spend all my day trying to say things and assure people, but all I, all I can do, right. Is just, here's my plan. I'm going to do it. I'm going to just, recognize that people can have legit criticisms and I'm just going to do it and roll it out. And now eight, seven months into it, like the response has been great from the queer community. They have been like, yes, you've done these things that we wanted. And like part of me, of course, when I'm being attacked, I wanted to be like, well, fuck you. Of course, right. and, you know, you know, I already said this, right. Even recently it was just like people still kind of coming out and it's like, I've already, I've, I've been doing these things, but like that doesn't help. Right. So what my point is like, it doesn't help to blame. This goes back to like the Frank DeBoer thing. I was just going to say in in, in the lineup of contemptuous things to say in an interview, he doesn't even come in at number one because that goes to DeBoer. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, and and he was not, I don't find too much of this offensive, but it's just like my, my main point is like, stop. And this was my, oh, when I talk about Ramirez and his like, oh, all these haters, like stop focusing on these haters and just do what you do. And it, it sucks. Like I will tell you as someone who has now like increasingly discovered how many people fucking hate me, like <laughs> it sucks. But like all I can do, all you can do is just do your thing, try to phase it out, try to not be sad about the world. And, and so for Adrian Heath, it's just like, you just want a game. Be like, look. Yeah. You know what? Last year wasn't good enough, but I think we finally have done a few tweaks that allow me to do what I've wanted to do. Just do that. Give a positive message that says you believe in your players and not like backward and and like hating back at your critics, right? Like there's certainly lots of critics. I'd love to find them in real life and kick you them in the balls. You want to be like the Jane Sodden Bob movie where you go find those yes, haters and I will go find to their house. them. No, but like, but that, that doesn't doesn't help anything, right? It's, like, it's the same vein as the as the um, the passing grade comment. Yeah, yeah. Like, you right. don't you don't have to pretend like last year was good enough. You know, you can say we know. You know, to to to, to be human is to err, right? We know. We made mistakes last year. We know, you know, fans expected better last year and we didn't deliver. That doesn't automatically mean, you know, Heath out. You can make a affirmative case for Adrian Heath. You can make an affirmative case for Manny Lagos. You can make a case for the team and the way you're building and also admit that not everything has gone according to plan. That's fine. But just don't sort of don't sort of pretend like, you know, 
achieving the same amount of points and goals against and goals last year was part of the plan because yeah. it obviously wasn't. Well, and that it's, it's all on the players kind of too. Oh, silly. it's just it's all these guys. Yeah. I have nothing to do with that. So I want to move us toward toward thinking about next week and stuff. But sure. um, Leisure Loons at Leisure Loons on Twitter says, "Have we seen anything to show that this is a solid team and not just an easy schedule to start the year?" So I'll ask that question to 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 point out. Vancouver and San Jose, as we mentioned, were an, um, like two of the best ways yes. to start your season, <laughs> right? So what have we seen now that like can bring us back down to earth or make us feel confident or, or whatever? I, was it, do we see solid, solid signs there, Rodrigo? I think, I think we've been lucky uh, in the sense of how, we, how we're scoring. Like we have two goals, you know, PKs and all that stuff that seems to be the the only way we're we're getting some sort of you know balls into the net, and so so I think you you I, I you we, last year I felt we were supposed to beat San Jose and we were supposed to at least compete against Vancouver, and I feel that we're we're getting to that point personally. I feel like we're getting to that point. So do I think we, we we're good? I think we're we're getting we're getting to a spot where we're better than last year, but I still I still have a a, a concern in the aspect of. How we're getting there, how we're creating that offense. So, I think uh, this ne- upcoming game is going to be interesting. I think um, I'd like to see what 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 kind of what kind of idea or what kind of roles re- people are going to play. Because right now, people are still trying to figure out how to play with each other, and it, and it's been obvious, right? Romario trying to figure out how to play up top. Uh, you know, Matanier and uh, Gregus trying to figure out how to work in. How to work the wing? How to work the midfield? Now Schuler's still trying to get accustomed to whatever he is because mm-hmm. Miguel and Schuler during this game had the freedom to switch sides, mm-hmm. and they were doing mm-hmm. that depending on where the pressure was or depending where they felt that they they had a much better chance to do that. And so, like, there's there's still a lot of figuring out in this team, still trying to figure out. So I'm hoping that uh, at least this this uh, this next game really really gives us what might be what our identity is like. What will be that when we get to play? Uh, uh, a team that you know might uh, might be might maybe might be able to compete with more with them than anything else. Give us a much harder time. So, do we know if because uh, I know that Ibrahimovic and Alessandrini weren't in these last couple? Are they going to be in this match? I have not heard that yet. Okay. I don't know. Um, I can't. I can't I, disagree with that. That's pretty good. Alex, are, are you worried? Are, are we? Um, uh, you know, ready to come back down to earth? Well, it's both. To answer the Leisure Luton's question, it's, it's both. Uh, you know, it has been an easy schedule. We have to acknowledge that. But last year, we didn't win these games. Right. You know, Rodrigo Rodrigo said it. We These were games that we should have won this year. We also should have won them last year, and we didn't. Right. This year, we did. I also think that the fact that what Rodrigo identified, the sort of switching and Ibarra, you know, Ibarra and Schuler switching and the sort of fluidity, I actually, I view that as a positive. I, I think that that's by design. And I think that that is evidence of um, maybe not comfort, I'll, I'll get, I guess increasing comfort, but it's also evidence that the team is confident that if they go out and play the way they want to play, they go out and create, that good things are going to happen. And that the coaching staff is letting them do that. Um, in the past couple of years, we've tried to start the year that way. And ultimately, after getting you know, whacked on the head a couple times, we've had to re- resort to something way more structured yeah. and way more, uh, way less ambition. Um, and I thought that the the way that the front 
players are the front four plus the fullbacks are playing. And even Eichel Parra broke into the box and made a run. I mean, I just think that that it is sort of total football-y, and it's it, I think it's evidence of real confidence in the team that I find pretty uh, inspiring. I'm a, I really enjoy watching Mithenia. I, I mean, he's, the runs he makes, his pass accuracy, like just that 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 nine minute perfect pass, like basically on Romario's foot <clears throat> from from his back line was just spectacular. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I meant no like criticism in the aspect of what what Schuler and uh, and Miguel are doing because that's what, something that was working towards the end of last season when we were, when they were able to switch sides and go wherever they want. And I agree with Alex that, you know, that that's a show of confidence or letting them play the way that they can play, letting them be able to understand each other and where to play that. I, I think that's that's something that's what, what, that I'm liking as well too. But I, I just... I'm still trying. To, I'm still trying to figure out who who this yeah. team really is. Sure. Right? Who's, who are which, trying to figure which is out? why I brought up. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Primary attacking forces for LA if they're going to be around or not yeah. for this this coming match. So the, LA the Galaxy, year old, if they get, if yeah. I can see that sixteen year old giving us a lot of trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, for uh, Alvarez. Um, so, so this weekend, Saturday, it's a nine thirty p.m. game. Uh, I'll, I'll just add the like um, programming note, which is that. Minnesota or uh, the the game at at least my place at Blackheart because there's a sh- drag show that starts like ten ten thirty we're gonna have the game on with the sound on in the back right the back lounge fits only like fifty people so I'm kind of like directing people like if people will come in you don't have to play pay a cover char- charge if you just say like hey I'm here to watch the game but like it might fill up there and then you'll be watching a TV with no sound and like the show will be going on. And so I'm kind of just managing expectations. If you want to go to new Bohemia or wherever, it's totally cool. I'm totally not offended. Cause I, I have this, like always worried. This, this is like one of the only times this season where like there will be like mixed groups there. And I don't want like, Wonder Wall while someone's trying to perform, right? Sure. So I that's that's oh, my like programming note. What if someone performs note. to Wonder Wall? Oh my god, I did think about doing that as my <laughs> did drag, you for drag the, song. Uh, okay. Yeah, but um, but then no, because it's not a good song to perform drag to. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's you my tried. that's my okay, note. That's I'm good. not offended if people do not come this week to the bar. You capped it um, at fifty then. I, well, the back room fits as I've, I've I've always heard fifty as the number. I've never counted when when it's full. So okay. show up at like. But seven I did o'clock. buy I did buy a new projector for back there. So we'll have two TVs and one of them's the nice new projector. So, um, anyway, that game should be fun, and it's our first. Well, we had the first games were actual tests because it was on the road, but this is the the now it's testing. Yeah. Is this this real? Right, right. Um, and uh, LA Galaxy got beaten two 0 by by FC Dallas um, again, missing those elements. But yeah, um, and so FC Dallas looked damn good though. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, they they've they've got. I mean, I think that they're going to be highs and lows this year. Wait, who's um, their coach again? Uh, Luchi Gonzalez. Uh-huh. Yeah. Luchi Gonzalez. Yeah, and, and let's, let's remind me what 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 is uh, thunder, heritage thunder, is, right? Thunder, yeah. thunder. He was the, he was their youth coach. Yeah. yeah, and also a Minnesota Thunder player, only for like a year though. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, he it's was like, on my their list. Team this of, year is like all these. Their team this year is like all these U twenty ones basically yeah. that he coached. It's it's yeah. it's crazy. It's really exciting. Yeah, yeah. So let's take a break. We've got some Twitter questions. We'll come back and do those. Back on the 55 one. 
back on the 551 podcast. Uh, we uh we are we've got Twitter questions. So um, Twitter qu- wait, wait, wait. Uh, this segment is brought to you uh, us by Pence Homes. Midway. Oh gosh, now I get it. Uh Pencehome.com. <laughs> You really do do that spoken word thing well. <laughs> All right. Brandon DePillis says, uh, Ike in the back bossing Wando and, and Ozzy cleaning up midfield allowed our front four to press high and take advantage of a weak defense. Will this work against other teams? What happens if and when Ike or Ozzy need to sit? All in all, they look good and they were having fun. Uh, yeah, that that last question there of uh, of what happens when these guys sit. I think there's probably actually another question in there. Um, uh do is this is this um uh kind of optimism that we have only available if we have that first 11 basically or at least 9 i think we'd say that maybe Schuler will get swapped in and out but maybe Boxall but yeah i can't see Schuler having the comfort to swap and go that far deep back like like Ozzy does and and then the other thing too is he's been so Effective and active in the attack, Ozzy Alonso. Not just the defense. I mean, so much of the the, the start His of all long the distribution the has been yes, fantastic. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, to think that Schuler would be replacing Schuler, I guess Dotson. Right, but right? I mean, you Dotson. Know, that's what's going to say. Like Dotson is the one that's getting all the praise, and it seems yeah. in the confidence to be able to just give a couple of minutes. It might be an opportunity to see what he can really do if you give him like you know 20 minutes, 25 minutes, even a whole half, depending. But so I don't know. I regardless, mean, I think you 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 have to be able to watch that and, and right. see that. Uh, I think it will work against other teams. Of what happens when they when they sit or or well, if, 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 the, if their defense then, is then doing what sure. San Jose is doing, it's just giving us all that space. Yeah. And yeah, push your push your left back and your right well, back up as much as you can. I think one of the things about San Jose with they with they they do this um, full uh, full throughout the pitch like man marking. Yeah. Um, system that other people more intelligent than me have, have talked about. Um, but like, uh, because of that, one thing I noticed is like, oh, this, this first half, you know, they're doing it pretty well, but you can see where if they get tired or something like it, it's just, it, there's such a high risk to it that I don't think San Jose has the the quality to keep that up, but you could see like oh, we can man. overload them too. The, yeah, and that like the way that Minnesota is able to under pressure Quintero, how he can keep the ball right, because like, he just like Nick Lima came in on him and just like tapped him on the forehead <laughs> and made him fall over, and like then just like ran over. fall. <laughs> yeah, and so that kind of stuff is like perfect for a team like Minnesota who who do have that talent on the ball and can can carve it up eventually if they if they're patient enough. Um but but the they, they are gonna be really bad this year. Yeah. I yeah. think I think there's a chance that they are historically bad. You, yeah, you're they, really I think they're worse than the New England. Uh yeah. Yeah oh, I think so. Really? I think I think that they They've will got worse be... players than New England. Sorry. And the, the the problem is they have worse players and they have a, a, a I think Matias Almeida could be successful in MLS. Not with that team. I think he could be no, successful. They had with, Harold Cummings marking yeah. Darwin Quintero. I think he could be successful me? with uh, FC Dallas. That's with you, you know, with with play teams that have have kind of uh, maybe a bit more raw talent. But there's uh, San Jose does not have raw talent. It has legs. it has like raw sewage. I'm, uh, I'm, play, I'm looking you know. for that Piojo 2.0 gif 
uh, when he just celebrates. I'm just waiting to yeah. see what happens. For that. So, Aaron, so we're, we're, I was just going to say we're pretty far away from the original question, but I, I just want to say you're, you're talking about the defenses, and yeah. it's Minnesota of the first five games. I mean, four of them against really poor defenses, Vancouver, San Jose, L.A., and New England. So, yep. good start for us. Uh, who's the fifth in our in our? Red Bulls, they will defend oh. very well. Oh, yeah, that's going to be, <laughs> that's, be okay. that's the real deal. Yeah, and that's a way, yeah, obviously, yeah. Duh. Um, yeah so Aaron Yorich, or, yeah, I'll just say that, sorry, Aaron. In an alternate universe, uh, Minnesota United is Chelsea. Which player <laughs> Which player <laughs> would turn on Heath in a sorry versus Ariza Balaga um, situation? The, the keeper who, like, uh, rebelled. Yeah. My first thought is the most attitude. Well, my first thought is that we saw a point where last season, where I was actually kind of amazed that the team did not seem to be turning on their coach. Right, things weren't going well, and I I was kind of amazed that the locker room stayed pretty. um, You know, did not seem like you had a fractured locker room in the way that you could, which I think is a credit to in the way that we had a fractured supporters after after Ramirez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But uh I don't know. Uh who who nominate anyone for but that's an awesome question. Who would who um, would refuse to come off? Huh. Um I mean Darwin. I feel like yeah or Calvo but yeah, I, I think that Calvo. Uh, Jan Gregush is like isn't he famous among Copenhagen fans for getting red cards in really important matches yeah, yeah. with like outbursts of temper. Maybe, maybe Jan. Yeah, maybe, maybe, um, Toby Seisler says, how far into the season before start Heath starts someone different? Is it by choice or necessity when that eventually happens? I guess, um, my guess would be necessity injury ways, but I, I don't, I don't think he's messing with this, with this lineup but yeah. as long as it's, it's producing what has been producing as of lately. Yeah. Now up top, when let's say if Romario plays in that friendly with uh, the USA, if that has any input on, on the game, because I can't think of if there's a game coming up. Uh, we shouldn't. We don't play over that weekend. Okay. So so then there there you go. That that fixes that. But you know, I mean, Dunlady, Angelo. I mean, Angelo is a good backup in the sense like he, he kind of seems to just keep going flow and keep the ball moving. So it's I, I'm okay with him coming off the bench for now until. We we see something else or something else just magically in practice. But who knows? If anyone if anyone gets to switch, if anyone gets switched, I believe it's someone up top. So. Well, I mean, at some point this team is going to be severely tested, right? We're going to start losing games, and then it's a question of what still works. I, I think that I think we all feel pretty confident that throughout the season, Icopara and Ozzy Alonso are not going to be the problem unless Ozzy gets injured or, or injuries happen, right? Yeah. Um, but tactically, they seem to to have what's going on. I mean, I've, he literally told Jerry Zadoga of the Star Tribune that Ozzy, he wants Ozzy to play every game and every minute this season. Yeah. Oh, so he's, pe- yeah. he's, he's written I in it. Uh, I, I mean, Let's see how yeah, many that's yellow a, cards he, that's, he... That's it right there. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, John Berg says, "Are we going to have to have to hope for a penalty every week to get the offense rolling? <laughs> and are we okay with splitting points this weekend, or does or do our expectations rest on if Zlatan plays?" The first question there, uh, you know, did do, did we need the the PKs to to start getting our confidence there? Did, were they were we a bit lucky that those, you know, if the PKs don't happen, do we win those games? 
who knows? I mean, that's a good question. Yeah. I mean, technically, we, we, we wouldn't have won the the Vancouver game. Yeah, we would have tied was, that one. So that but, one doesn't matter. But at least, but in terms of getting State, the goals afterwards, I, I, I mean, we were creating more opportunities up top, uh, and I think that that that's the thing that you want to see, right? You want to see an improvement from from game one and game two, yeah, and, and that was happening. You know, there were runs, for, we just kept shooting at their goalie right. or yeah. hitting a post. Yeah, or or, or I just, give the ball to you, right, keeper? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and and as for the second part of the question, we're always okay with splitting points on the road. Sure. Against, against LA Galaxy, even before these two, if we would have said we lost these two first games on the road, I would have said, yeah, a point on the road is great. Like against LA Galaxy. And I know the LA Galaxy are like, we don't know what's going to happen this year with them. But yeah, on the road, you get a point, you're happy. And and we should be happy as well with, we should pray for it with New York Red Bulls. Right, but, right. Um, I'm not as threatened with, with Zlatan. It's the Zlatan Alessandrini come on. How many goals didn't Alessandrini put up a brace on us last time? I could have sworn he scored two at he, TCF. He, he was really good. He scored. But then he got yeah. injured, right? Alessandrini, yeah, match. he got yeah, injured. Yeah, yeah, in that match. Yeah, I could have um, sworn he put up two. I though. mean, they they're just at least one for sure. They're a decent well team, the and they don't have Gio DeSantis anymore, and so they're a much better team. So <laughs> he um, scored against us, the brother, right? Gio yeah. scored a really nice goal against us. I know that's why he sucks. <laughs> just for Wes. All right, final question. DC I, I think Efrain Alvarez. Or, DC Loon says, "What do you think of Ozzy splitting the center backs?" We kind of talked a bit about this, but um, and playing as a kind of uh, you know pulling back into the into the center backs. When, when in possession. Also, will Calvo be the top-scoring defender in the league with his play as the widest attacker on the left? Possible. Um, that first question, you know, we talked about the, the role that he's playing there of dropping, and maybe, Alex, you want to say a bit more there. Um, it, that, that's, that's a pretty, you know, Minnesota, actually, it's very common here, right? We used to have Ju- Giuliano do that, right? Talk between mm-hmm. uh, Connor Tobin and and, uh, and uh, Tiago or whoever was partnering with Tiago. Fred Coleman and Damian Lowe. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's a, it's a very common thing, right? That allows you to kind of like, um, uh, you know, allow these fullbacks to go forward. and But is that, we haven't seen as much played with, with Minnesota because we just haven't had the player to do that. I, th- I think that I think we'll see a lot of that because it, it does enable the fullbacks to go forward. And um, I think that that's the way Adrian Heath wants to play. And I think that that is probably what's best for Ozzy Alonso's legs at this point in his career is to play a little bit more of a passive role. Hmm. So I think we'll see a lot more of that. And then actually here's the final question. Aaron Tinklenberg uh, says, if you were to rest key players like Ozzy or Opara, would you rather do it in a game you feel confident you'd win against the Revs or a game you think you may lose anyway, New York Red Bulls? I should say, by the way, we should not feel confident anytime we're on the road. Right. I wanted to say this again. If we draw on the road, but let's take that as a, um, let's say if it was a home game versus the Revs or a home game versus or an away game versus uh, Red Bulls. And, and by rest, we mean that they don't start? Um, or do you, Yeah, they don't start. They, okay, they don't start. Because I was thinking, like, you know, let them play a half yeah. and then maybe... No, they don't They don't start and you're like, okay, we think that we can go with Schuler or Dotson or whomever in that. Rest for Red Bulls, uh, maybe, I'd say. It's go. MLS. You can't take any of these results for granted. Yeah, I don't know. You can't... You know, but you have to make a against, ch- you have to make a choice. We're lose against the Red Bulls, but we're, we may to. not. <laughs> you never know. You so really what do you, what do you do then, then Alex? Well, I I I just think 
He's making you know. pick, I, buddy. I think, I think about the Timberwolves the other night who who didn't play with like all five of their best players against the Knicks and beat them anyway because the Knicks are terrible. Um, I don't think you can do that in MLS. I mean, I think that you go. I think that you would. I'd play against the Revs and 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 rest them against Red Bulls. But um, uh, I mean, I just you can't. I think it's kind of a the premise is broken because it's just it, in MLS you can't rely on any single result. The 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 flip side of that is that you're taking guys you you'd rest Ozzy and you'd put Hassani Dotson in right and we saw this a little bit last year at uh, at Red Bulls. Or? Yeah, we played. Uh, we had so many international people out. We played the, a very young team. Yeah, we played a very young team, and you know, you're not just about winning, but you want to make sure that your players are getting good minutes, especially these young guys. And if you throw them out there, and you get Carter Manley just absolutely, you know, murdered. Yeah. Uh, well, in actually, Broadway. ironically, that that last game last year was because Mark Birch got murdered. Oh. No, but there was a young player in that. No, it was, maybe it was two years Manly, ago. Manly played in Omsburg, played against Red Bulls last year, but yep. Mark Birch was at fault on like every okay. single goal. He just got destroyed. Don't give facts here, dude. Just let me say my <laughs> I thing. I was there. I saw it with my eyes. My point is that your research, you, Wes. you don't want these young players kind of getting destroyed in these games. And we have seen that in the past. Like, Carter Manley and these guys where the games that they're getting are games where they just get destroyed. And it's like, oh, you know, that's not, that's not the way you, you bring these players through. You bring them through and you do the Hassani Dotson thing where it's like, get out there, take five minutes. So then you would, what would you do, Wes? You play them against, uh, you rest them when? I would rest them. I would rest one or two at a time. No, you have to pick. You have to pick. You either rest them for one game or the other. All right, mm. Eric, you. I, I would rest I him against uh, Revolution, the Revs and, and, and have him against New York Red Bulls. I'd rather have a Hassani Dotson or something like that play against the Revs. Yeah. Yes. Okay. There we go. You forced it. All right, guys. It's been a long podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you to, to our you sponsors. All. Thank right? you to our sponsors. Yeah. Pants home. Pants home. The reggaeton this time. Pants home. All right. Thanks, everyone. Good night, Alex. Thank you. Pants home. Good night.